Welcome to Dr. Me First. I'm your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Erin Wiseman. This podcast is all about learning to take care of yourself, your life, and your practice. Are you ready? Let's go. to one that is joy-filled, sustainable, and that you absolutely freaking love. You ready for another episode of Dr. Me First? Well, I certainly am. And this one comes from a a guest across the sea. This is Dr. Orlina Couric. She is a UK-trained pediatrician, currently living in Spain, who found me and wanted to be on the podcast. So I said, come on, international sister friend, let's do it. Her word today is fit and fabulous. We're going to talk about being a mom, which I love how she says that, and so much more. So join us in this conversation and then stick around afterwards for that kick of encouragement. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Orlina Carrick. Why don't you tell all the guests all about your wonderful, fabulous self? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and so honored to be here. So thank you. So my name is Orlina Carrick, and that is a strange name. I have strange parents. Am I allowed to say that? I'm not sure I am. I'm from the UK, and I trained as a doctor, and I worked as a doctor in pediatrics. And then in 2011, I moved to sunny Spain for lifetime, for lifestyle. And I, okay, to cut a really long story short, thought that I could carry on being a doctor here. And I can, but not in the same capacity that I was doing in the UK. So to cut a really long story short, I am now what I call a healthy life coach. And I help busy mums lead a healthy and happy life. I love it. I love it so much. And we found each other through the magic of the internet. And it's been so fun. I've listened to your podcast and looked at all your stuff. And I'm just so excited to get you on here to give us a different perspective on doctoring ourselves first. Because it's just so important. It's stuff that we did not learn in school. Yes. And I totally relate to that. And it's really interesting, actually, that you say that. And you think about doctors and how we are the people who are advocates for health. And actually, I kind of now see myself as a doctor before you need a doctor. Because doctors, you know, all my colleagues in the UK, they're so busy. And they are just sticking people together that they don't have time to do all that really important work, which is prevention. And it's all about leading a healthy life. And I always say you know, it can be easy and it can be fun and living a healthy life. It's super exciting. And, you know, for me, it's like this ripple effect. You start changing one thing and you start being more healthy here and more healthy there. And before you know it, you've got this amazing life because you use the same tools to work out how to be happy. But anyhow, what I'm saying is, you know, it's in our hands and we have to be advocates for our own wellness. Yes, absolutely. Amen, sister, for sure. And your words today that you picked, which I absolutely love, are fit and fabulous. Tell me why you picked these. 
I pick fit and fabulous because that's how I want to feel. So, you know, talking about mothers, I work with um, busy mothers. And for me, I think this happened in my own life as well. So when I moved to Spain and people always thought, oh, you've moved on holiday. How wonderful your life must be. But I had four young kids. So at the time, they were four and two. And then I had twins. So, you know, four under the age of four. It was lots of work. And kids, as we know, are wonderful. But they're hard work and they're stressful. And on top of that, I was battling with this. I say I accidentally gave up my career. Now I'm in a much better place. I, I totally, you know, love what I do now. But there was that internal struggle. And for me, parenting was what really made me take a good hard look at myself and think, you know, it starts with you. You want to teach your kids how to behave nicely and to stop screaming. Well, how can we teach our kids to stop screaming? But you know what I mean, these things about emotions. But how can I do that when I have all these emotions myself? The irony of shouting, don't scream at my children was not lost on me. <laughs> so it really starts there. And I see so many women go through exactly the same thing. And what I call the symptoms might be slightly different. So some people might struggle with weight loss or they might struggle with something else. But I think a lot of women, when they go through motherhood, they struggle with this identity and who are they? And that person that I was before, that 18-year-old who had so many hopes and dreams and aspirations, and then suddenly all of that gets put at the bottom of the pile and we have to look after kids and put their needs first. And we're so used to doing that, particularly when we have really young kids, because they need that 24 hours a day. And we get into the habit of doing that. We get into the habit of putting ourselves last. And actually, we need to turn it around and put ourselves first. And I'm not saying about neglecting our kids. But what I think is that once we start putting our own happiness and start to feel fit and fabulous, actually, we become amazing parents because we have the energy and we show our kids how to be fit and fabulous. So it's a bit about health and a bit about emotions, emotional wellness. Mm, I find that all so good because that's been my own life experience. You know, to me, before kids, BC, I, it was just another checklist, a check mark on the list, you know, the career, the home, the husband, the kids. And I personally just did not realize how much of a fundamental shift that it was going to make to my identity after my first kid was born. And then it happened again after the second kid. And then it happened again after the third kid that unless we have people like you talking about like, it's okay. It's okay to step back and acknowledge that parenting has changed the equation and you don't have to be lost at the bottom of the list. And actually, like you said, like to be most healthy you need to put that at the top of the list so it has that trickle down into your kids. So true. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting journey as well that people go through. And another thing I see is that people really want babies. And I think now we're in this you know, hugely luxurious place where we can actively seek to have babies. And so I find women who go, well, I really wanted to have a baby and now the baby has arrived or you know, they're a toddler, whatever age your child is, but actually I'm not loving parenthood as much as I thought it would be. And the reality is, you know, parenthood is tough. It's 24 seven. And you know, what I found was when I was in a hospital and I said, jump, people would say, well, how high? That didn't happen with my kids. 
So I wasn't in control in the same way with my children as I was when I was working. So all these career women going, oh, but it's totally different with my kids. And then that leads to a layer of guilt because suddenly you've wanted this thing and then you aren't really enjoying it, but it's kind of your fault. Or I don't think fault is the right word. No, I think it's a perfect word. I think that's, that you describe the paradigm so well. Like either it's a cultural or it's a personal kind of inclination, you know, have children. Um, you know, and as a professional, a lot of times we're putting off having children because we're trying to get other stuff done. But anyway, yeah, the I want to have children. And then when you're knee deep into it, you're like, oh, my God, this is not this is not what I thought it was going to be. I've told my husband plenty of times when it comes to our kids, if I knew now what I should have known eight years ago before all of this shenanigans started, I just don't know. I don't know if we would have gone for the three-peat. And, and I think it's really important to acknowledge that and for our audience to hear that, that that's not unusual. You're not pathologic. It's a normal reaction that a lot of us are having. Yeah, totally, totally. But, and I think this is where interesting work can be done because when you start to unravel that and start to think about these things, then you can also let go of that and go, okay, but so now I'm in this situation and how do I make the best of this situation? And what do I want? What's important to me? My career or weight loss or being with my kids. And once you get clear on that, then you can make steps to to get what it is you want. And that's, that's when you get out of the swamp of mommy guilt because you yeah. start clearly seeing what is it that I am lacking. You know, for me, I went through the exact same thing. I'm pretty open and honest about that. You know, I got to a point about five years ago with my kids that I was just, I just felt like I was the glorified paycheck, you know, and the occasional nose wiper. And when I really got clear on what did I want my motherhood to be, that's when it helped me develop where I was going, both personally in my, my mothering at home, but then also professionally, it helped me to shift that. And what I realized, the burden of mother, motherhood to me was the lack of freedom of schedule. You know, the being able to just pick up and just go, you know, without the 10-pound diaper bag and the kid and the seed and everything. But since, you know, being intentional about it and changing my life to structure that freedom, you know, it's made such a huge difference that I can, and I didn't have to ask anybody for permission. I just had to ask myself and figure out the solutions, like the being able to pick up and go, well, just arrange childcare ahead of time. And then when that time comes, go, mommy, go. Yeah. And I see a lot of people as well who feel guilty about leaving their kids. And it happened to me. I remember leaving my kids at nursery. And this was back when I had just moved to Spain. So I was busy trying to learn the language and thinking, okay, what am I going to do now that I'm not actively being a doctor? And so there was this kind of guilt of, well, I could be with my kids all the time, but actually I'm going to put them in nursery, partly because my husband encouraged me to do it. And I, you know, he was being supportive of me, but at the time I felt really guilty as if I was giving my child to somebody else and, it, you know, it is a difficult position to be in. But equally, if that time gives you what you need so that, you know, that time when you're really sleep deprived and you have no sense of worth and just this, I'm just doing things for other people. If it gives you back a little bit of that sense of worth and identity so that when you are with your child, you can actually enjoy it, 
it's definitely time well spent and money well spent if you can afford it. Absolutely. I don't know if you've ever heard, I probably haven't told the story, but I tried to be a stay at home mom for a month. <laughs> and after that, I realized like, no, no, this is not what I need to be in that exact same statement. I am a better mom when I'm a working mom. And, you know, me in my hard head, I had to go through that drudgery <laughs> to realize like, okay, no more guilt, no more shame about sending the kids to daycare or to grandma's house or asking a babysitter to come over and help out because I realized when I did take that on, it was just not good. Yeah, and there's no right or wrong answer. It's different for different people. And one of the things I think is really important to remember is it's not the amount of time we spend with our kids. It's the quality of time that we spend with our kids. So we can be working hours and hours and hours and when we are with our kids, if we're actively with our kids and connecting with our kids, they're still going to have a really good relationship with us, as opposed to another extreme would be being with your children all the time, but not actually being with them. So wishing that you were somewhere else or reading a book or being on social media and not actually enjoying that engagement. And, you know, if you're with them 24 hours a day, obviously you don't have to do that connection 24 hours a day. But there does have to be some of it within a day. Mm -hmm. To meet everybody's needs in the family. Not just the kids either, but have that connection with your kids. Exactly, exactly. Well, awesome. Well, let's just say we have some listeners on here and they're like, man, this is like great advice. What else special pearls can you sprinkle on <laughs> them right now? Um, I think the number one thing is it's a mind shift. And, you know, I think it's a mind shift about looking after yourself, but also it can be about doing work. So sometimes it's not easy work to, you know, admit, I find my children a little bit boring. You know, that sometimes we want to pretend that we are the perfect mother. And sometimes to say, I find my children a little bit boring, is difficult to admit. It doesn't mean that you are actually a bad mother. It's just difficult for us to admit. So I think it's about mind shifts. But I think equally within that mind shift, we can just go with, hey, do you know what? This can be easy and it can be fun. And I think this whole idea of creating our amazing life is just easy and fun if we choose to make it that way. I love it. I love it. Well, if people want to find out more about you or, yeah, if they want to check out your podcast, tell them where they can find it at. Yes, my podcast. I feel like I'm still a newbie podcast, a new baby podcast. So my podcast has just been since the beginning of the year. And I am really loving it. It's called Fit and Fabulous. So it is on iTunes, but I think there are a few Fit and Fabulouses. Um, so my website is drorlina.com, and that's Orlina, O-R-L-E-N-A. And basically, what you're going to find on my website is my podcast. And we talk about lots of different things. So we talk about health aspects. So why would you want to lead a healthy life? Things like, well, healthy eating is good for your heart and good for cancer risk and all of those kind of medical things but the bottom line is about leading this healthy and and happy life and if you want to sign up i do some like free options so for example i personally love the mediterranean diet we live in spain so it fits perfectly with us and there's lots of research behind it too so i have a handout for that i have other handouts but what i found was it got a little bit complicated so i just created this thing called a vip access area well, you just have to sign up and create a password and then you can have access to all the 
the free videos and the handouts that I do. Awesome. Well, I will put all of that in the show notes so our listeners can go straight to it and hang out more with you. Well, thank you so much coming across the ocean and hanging out with me today. Thank you so much as well. so much Dr. Kirk for coming on the podcast. All right, are you ready for the kick of encouragement? Here we go. Here's your reality check. We are over 6 months through 2019, which means you have less than 6 months till 2020. Boom, mind blown, right? I was thinking about this the other day as we were switching over from June to July and just sitting back and reevaluating like what has the last 6 months been? Where has there been some success and some wins? Where have some things not come as far as what I would hope them to do? And I hope you take some time to reflect on that too. And here's the thing too. What I want to call out is no guilt in the situation. No feeling guilty or bad that the last six months have not gone as planned or that you're not as far as where you wanted to be or what you had set in motion is maybe backsliding instead of moving forward. No guilt in that because I want to encourage you and to say by you listening to this podcast, by you setting some intentions and goals for 2019, you are already steps ahead than what you used to be. So you can't feel guilty about that. You can't feel shame about that because you are trying. Now, maybe it hasn't gone the way that you've wanted it to go. Maybe there's been some obstacles that you've come up against that you didn't realize that were there and jumped out of the shadows and bit you on the ass. Well, that's okay. And just like when something bites you unexpectedly, you kind of have to deal with it in that moment. And so I encourage you in these next six months, look and see retrospectively back in the last half of the year, what's happened, what's gone right, what's maybe been something that's jumped in your path, and use that as a learning opportunity. It's not a failure. It's only a failure if you stop and you don't keep going. So use it as a learning opportunity for these next six months to rock out 2019 and start 2020 as the most amazing time yet. I would love to talk to you more about this, of course, because I am your life coach here for you. And I want to remind you, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Bye.